This time on episode 479 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss the 2023 Disney Plus show Secret Invasion, episode 6, Home. This podcast was recorded during the 2023 WGA and SAG After Strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, the material being covered here wouldn't exist. I'm Willie D. Nelson from All Things Good and Nerdy, a pop culture podcast, part of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other tantalizingly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the shield director. Now it's time for a scheduled debriefing. I am Agent Michelle. I'm Agent Chris. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Studios production fan cast. The show is recorded on Saturday, July 29th, 2023, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast saber-wide. Come and join our live chat as we record. And if you didn't already catch on to it, we might like talking about Marvel. Because of plot science. If you'd like to talk to us about plot science, you can visit our website, legendsofshield.com. To share some of your own plot science theories, you can leave us a voicemail at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. If you're on Twitter or X, or it might not be called X because somebody else has the rights to that, but whatever it's called, we're there at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. YouTube isn't much of a social media, but it's at least still called YouTube, and you can still find us at youtube.com slash You can talk about all of your favorite plot sciences on our Discord server at gunnageek.com slash Discord. And don't forget that Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network, where at least one of us, I think, kind of has a science degree, maybe. Just <laughs> Yeah, we've been going over that at work because of, well, reasons. And yeah, I have multiple science degrees, STEM degrees, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, that would be me. Agent Lauren is not with us this week. We said that last week she was going to be out due to the SAG after a strike. That continues this week, especially because we're discussing Secret Invasion. Lauren did reach out to the union. And as long as we're not covering a live action series movie we're good to go so she's going to be back next week we're going to talk about what we're going to cover next week but the wga and the sag after strikes are at the top of our minds as we review this show i think i speak for all of us but i i will give everybody a chance to uh voice their dissension i think we're in support of this Yes, we are. All right. Unions are good. It's why we have all the good things that we have. But we're also in favor of Lauren coming back next week to discuss something that she can discuss. 
Yes, I just want to see her explode because I know what we're talking about. And she's going to explode. Yeah, that's right. All right. So we're going to be talking about the finale of Secret Evasion. We're going to start right now. Secret Invasion Finale, Episode 6, Home, premiered on Disney Plus July 26, 2023. Michelle, they've been really knocking it out of the park with these IMDb descriptions with this series. I'm really curious what the IMDb description is going to be for this episode. Let me get ready. Let me prepare. Home. All hope for humanity rests on Fury's shoulders. Wow. Pretty broad shoulders there. I'm speechless. Do you think he has shoulder pads in his coat suit? Do you think that would help a little? Yeah, you need to distribute the weight so you don't get lower back pain. And he is old enough to have a jacket from the 70s or 80s. He is. (laughs) Oh, he's like straight out of the 70s, really. All right. First impressions, we're going to go with Michelle first. That's it? Good grief. We didn't even get a Rose on Rose fight. This series and the entire ending episode, it's so wonderful. And I wouldn't change a thing, you know, as long as we in the future can treat this like a prologue. Thankfully, the episode was just barely above 30 minutes. Yeah, that's. What I think, 30 minutes. We're going to start a discussion on how the series, and and really this episode, but the series too, was not good. There was so much. I mean, what was the point of the series? I'm still racking my brain. What were we getting at here? Help me out. I don't know. I don't know either, because... Where is this going to go? Because we have the King Dynasty thing which it seems as though the scroll thing isn't going to go there. We have the Thunderbolt. Maybe it's going to go there because we have, you know, Allegra with the Thunderbolts and all of that. Maybe the ramifications of the president's hate speech, which led to a bunch of unnecessary deaths goes into an avalanche and goes into thunderbolts, but we have no idea how because we did not get a post-credit scene. Am I correct? Because my thing went promptly to watch Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Every single time I've I've ended a Fury, a Fury episode, a Secret Invasion episode, and immediately wants me to watch Captain Marvel, which I don't disagree with. But it's interesting that every single week, it's just now go watch Captain Marvel. It's like, okay, thank you for telling me what my homework should be. I don't know. Besides the fact that now we have Sonya, who is amazing, which we'll probably never see again unless she comes back up in Thunderbolts, which I hope so because I love Olivia Coleman. And now we've got Gaia. I do think Gravik is dead because we need Gaia to be the special scroll. Maybe. We've got the formation of the special scroll, the super scroll. I don't know. Chris? <laughs> mm. 
right? Like video people got a little bit more out of that because you got to see my face, but you can pretty much imagine what it was doing. Maybe this is getting into the Marvels somehow because they're going to be out in space. Maybe this is getting into Nova Corps or somehow Guardians Volume 4. This is the new team. I don't know. Like there, There is no indication of where this is going. There is no post credit scene, so I have to think that they don't know where this is going. And like we watch through every single episode waiting for that post credit scene. And with the way Disney Plus goes, you know, once you start seeing the foreign language credits, you're not getting a post credit scene. And this episode, much more than any other seemed more like okay here chris has to watch this video for homework now let's hurry up and do that so we can watch black clover what was the point of the series fury just go ends up going back to saber so it's like the same it's status quo yeah he has vera slash priscilla with him but it's the status quo for fury he's not going to be doing anything differently up there maria hill is dead so was the point of the series just to kill off director hill or agent hill or whatever and now america i won't say the world i will say america is now at war with aliens which would include the asgardians wtf this is how we end it and as far as the post credit scene maybe it would have been better off having the gaia and sonia meeting in the streets in a post credit scene versus where it was but somebody decided no we're not going to do a post credit scene we're just going to stuff it there I disagree. That just points to the editing choices. It wasn't Mar- if they're changing how they do things. Okay. But that's not the Marvel. We know the Marvel. We know says, Oh, Hey, and here's one more thing. Fury was actually the very first post-credit scene in Iron Man in 2008. And we don't get him. We don't get guy. We don't get anything. Oh, and Michelle special super scrolls, the super school, the super school. <clears throat> She went into it knowing she was going to have to do that. And I have the opinion that she did not want to do it, but she knew that's how she was going to have to defeat Gravik. So she accepted all these special powers. So is she the most powerful being that we know in the universe right now? I would say yes. Yeah, because she can do Captain Marvel's power combined with other shape-shifting Hulk sort of deal. I mean, it's almost she's almost as though if Captain Marvel and Hulk had a baby. And you've got both of those things. Yeah. A projecting light power the way she does. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Both had elements of different the stones infinity stones in them and she's got all that she's got Groot she's got I mean we saw we started to see the list I don't know maybe there's even some Thanos in there I don't know but is the point of the series to get Guy to be the most powerful being in the universe okay I think you could just told a different story the story sucked was yeah especially since I don't really know her and here's the other thing they left it wide open wide open on when Rhodey was actually taken. We can make educated guesses, but 
the official word that came out of the production team doesn't track with everything else. And if it does, it invalidates. I mentioned this last podcast, so I'm not just coming at it from the, uh, the, the standpoint of now watching it and them giving us tidbits. That special scene in Captain America and the Winter Soldier that we saw between Sam and Rhodey now is meaningless because it was not Rhodey. It wasn't Rhodey and Falcon and the Winter Soldier? If what the producer, the production team has said, Rhodey was changed right after Winter Soldier. Really? Right after Winter Soldier? Yeah, that was in our, uh, somebody, uh, I want to say Mr. Pericletes tweeted that to us in our, to us, exit, I, whatever, over on the X. So that's why, wait, so it wouldn't have been him that got the legs? Okay, so it's not Winter Soldier, it was Civil War. So Secret Invasion director Ali Selim thinks that Rhodey has been a scroll since Captain America Civil War. And that was via a discussing film tweet that was referencing a comicbook.com article. Wow, that's a long time. Uh huh. Which would then invalidate that scene in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Or not Falcon and the Winter Soldier, in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Again. I don't like repeating myself. I feel like one of those ants who's losing, you know, who just tells or like one of those people that just tells the same story over and over again. But what is the timeline of this phase? When does the Eternals take place? When did Moon Knight take place? When does this take place? Is this post-Marvel? And it marvels, and if so, why are we getting something post Marvels? Is this pre? It can't be pre Marvels because Maria Hill is there, or if Maria Hill is a scroll, and then Carol Danvers realizes that and makes her turn back into like whatever. And then with the Cree, I understand with like the bringing up of the Cree, it would have been interesting if the Cree, this was more of like a Cree thing. I don't know why. Why bring up the fact that Fury is starting Saber when we have no idea when or how Saber's coming into effect here? Is Saber part of the Marvels? I don't know. This phase, again, I think they just went on that retreat, spun a wheel, threw some darts, and then played Nintendo or PlayStation or, you know, smoked weed or whatever else they did. Maybe they smoked weed and then threw darts at the board to figure out what stuff was going to happen. It's almost like they really wanted to do this story. They really wanted to do a few other stories and they thought that'd be really exciting, but then they took out all the connective tissue to get us between things and all of the boring world building chapters that need to be there. Cause we have to know what kind of structure we're built on here. This series might have been made better if you had some additional characters like Sharon Carter, like Valentina, Yelena, 
Yelena, she's from Russia. What is she not doing around here? Like the majority of stuff happens between the UK and Russia over there in Europe. And the scrolls are in Russia. What is Yelena doing about it? She should have known something was afoot eventually. And she doesn't. So it could be a timing thing. I don't know. But all these threads are out there. Why were they not involved in this at all? Yeah, if you wanted to make a a mystery, secret, spy, human-focused protagonist team against the aliens, Yelena and Sharon Carter revealing themselves. Like, can you imagine this? If if Yelena contacted Fury and went, um, it, I can't do her voice, but it would have been in the Yelena way of, I've discovered that Sharon Carter ended up being this changing scroll thing. I heard she's a friend of yours. And then Fury being like, what? Sharon Carter scrolls? First we had Hydra in S.H.I.E.L.D. And now we've got scrolls. And oh, wait, I know about scrolls in S.H.I.E.L.D., but she's not on the list. But he couldn't tell her that, right? Then it would have been slowly figuring out, like other people figuring out that he's known about this. And that would have caused tension. And then we still could have brought in Sonia because maybe. She's a friend of Valentina or Yelena, and that's why Valentina couldn't be there. She's sending in her her right-hand lady of Sonia, and that's how we get Sonia. I'm sorry, I love Olivia Coleman's character in this. The way she was in the finale was amazing. That scene with the president and all that. Then that's that would have been such a much better show, and I am just a woman on a podcast who just came up with that and I'm not even high. <laughs> I won't throw in the yet there because I know you better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the president's speech at the end, I'm thinking it was a variation on because Ro- Rody gave him a speech and he's like, this is a speech you should use to bomb Russia. Right. I'm pretty sure he took that speech. He tweaked it. And he said, okay, I'm going to use this against scrolls. So the scroll roadie still had an impact on the president at the end. And this is headcanon because we never actually see the speech that roadie gives him. Scroll roadie gives the president. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was part of it. So Chris, what do you think about that? That scroll roadie still had an impact on the president. I mean, the first thing that came to mind for me was, isn't it somebody's job to look at the president's speech and make sure that they're not going to throw out something super racist xenophobic of bringing on like world war three and then i remembered how the past few years have gone and apparently it's not that's rob lowe's job and he's not in the white house right now that's a west wing reference for those of you that just didn't get it that's a good one i haven't seen that sorry aaron sorkin is pretty good there seems like you might have some time you haven't seen my stack of unread comics yet. I have no time. Oh, okay. Me too. Me too. So I have a science thing to bring up. If you allow me to go there at the end, it was Gaia, but she was pretending to be fury and she was going towards the reactor, which started to feel the effects of the radiation outside the reactor. And then Fury is taking these iodine tablets, which if you're 
any sort of history buff, you know, back in the Cold War and when nuclear weapons were first started to emerge that iodine tablets are supposed to allegedly help you combat radiation sickness, particularly in your thyroid, which absorbs radiation the quickest. However, if you look up any sort of scientific research on this, iodine tablets do nothing because you can't absorb enough of it to make a difference that quickly. And it's actually poisonous at that level too. So the iodine tablets are not at that level to begin with. The whole bottle of iodine tablets that he had probably wouldn't have been enough to make a difference. So my point is, there is no defense that we know of right now for humans against radiation. And so they were doing the, you know, the spy thriller thing and saying that there was something like that. But if that's true, if that's where they were going, and if he was feeling the effects, or Gaia was feeling the effects of the radiation way back a couple of buildings away, where are all those people that are hosts for the scrolls that are infiltrating everything? Right there. And they've been right there for a while. How are they still alive? The radiation poisoning would have gotten them long time ago. Maybe they built a special a special box in the floor system because that was what's blocking it off. They didn't do anything special to the whole thing. They just overtook a facility because nobody else wanted to live there because of the radiation. And yet you host humans there. I think they saw enough Property Brothers and other HTTV shows and they realized that you could rip out walls and line things with lead, put stuff back up, and then you put in a bunch of, you know, originals. I call them originals because they're the, the humans that they're feeding off of to get the original everything and stick them in there. The hallway was sealed off by plastic, which would help, I think, against viruses, but it's not going to stop radiation. I mean, let's be real. Some of that was also probably polyurethane or vinyl. We didn't see the foyer. Yeah, we did. Guy actually walked all the way to there once. We saw there is nothing. There is no seal in that hallway. Okay, yeah, they all should be dead. I was just trying to help. And of course, there's not a seal in the hallway. They're not underwater. That's where seals live. Ark, ark, ark. Plot science. <laughs> all right. So, you know, just due to all that, I'm like, I'm watching this going. I I need to find a new show to watch because this is just really bugging me. This series, and then I was thinking back on all the Disney Plus series, and yeah, we talked about it before and ranking it and everything like that. This does not come up to the higher levels. I don't know if this was a writing thing, if this was a COVID production thing, because it was produced during COVID, right? Or if this is literally Kevin Feige and what's her name? I want to say Victoria the one that was fired. I don't know if it was them. Is their attention too diverted? I don't know. I am 
hesitant now to look forward to the Marvels. I have been looking forward to the Marvels for quite some time. And now I'm like, I don't know. And even Thunderbolts is going to be an issue. I think the Marvels is going to be fun. I'm worried about the stuff that they seem to just be advertising or announcing to do. I don't understand why they did Echo was it interesting? Like, was Echo planned to be a spinoff from Hawkeye? Was that, or was it just, I can't remember when that was announced. His time has no meaning. Then Armor Wars was a series turned into a movie. This should have been a movie. The, again, I'm going to say the Eternal should have been a TV show. I think this should have been a movie. I am concerned. I'm not concerned about the Marvels because the Marvels look super fun. I think that's going to be really super fun with all three of them. It is everything else that I am concerned about. You're right. And also, was this Kevin Feige letting go of the reins a little bit? prove to other people that he needs to have a tight control on the reins. I don't know what the level of control was between him and anybody else that could have been running the show. Or is somebody who's running the show pressuring him? Maybe he just wanted to tell the Thanos story and then the post blip and everything's okay now. But then it made so much money that it's like, well, you've got to keep the money train going. And then it became, OF, what do we do post Thanos? And they don't know. X-Men. Yes. Let's just erase all of this and just bring back the X-Men. That's just the... <laughs> That's where Feige got his start because he was on the X-Men production way back in the day with Fox. So he's been involved since then. Now, he wasn't in charge back then, but he was involved. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but I'm pretty sure he was involved with that production. Oh, my. I do want to say one thing about the iodine pills, though. I have headcanoned my way into that being okay. But in my mind... Gravik believes that the iodine pills will work. And so Gaia is just playing it up so that Gravik doesn't realize that she's not Fury. As soon as the change went over from Fury to Gaia, which I suspected it was Gaia from the beginning, by the way, but as soon as that change happened, I did lessen that amount. But if that's the story that they're telling, it just doesn't hold up water. And do you have to explain that to like, kids that are watching this later it's just it's too subtle yeah have, have to make it a little simpler in my opinion and that's just my opinion that's all this podcast is it's our opinions we're not saying that this is gospel or anything so actually if anybody's listening to this and you really really enjoyed secret invasion please let us know and please let us know why we're not going to make fun of you or anything we would literally like to know who this spoke to and why it spoke to you because it's obviously not speaking to us. We've had an issue with it all along. Really. I went back and listened to all the podcasts that we've done the, the four of the podcasts that we've done on the series. And I was like, I don't know. It's just, no, no, it, this has been the whole thing all along. 
I would say the fight between Gravik and Gaia was pretty cool because we got various different superhero powers. We had the CGI to make it happen and everything. So the fight itself was pretty cool. And you knew who was going to win in the end. You knew Gravik wasn't going to end. So there's no really suspense there. But then the issue is what's going to happen with Gaia. But did you guys like the fight itself? Yeah, the fight itself was pretty good. Gravik, I think, was really done well in that he was focusing so much on just let me completely overpower her. There was no subtlety in it. It was all, who's the strongest person I can be? And I'm going to punch her in the face. Whereas Gaia was going through and, oh man, that mantis just making him fall asleep, I think was the perfect touch up there in the sky, making him fall to the ground. Just having the subtlety of let me take kind of like the secondary things that people don't really think of with these heroes and use those in the best way possible. He was thinking all in terms of the power and the projection and that sort of thing. Just you could just tell that's just the way he was wielding the same powers. And she was able to best him by doing that. So the Mandis thing, when that happened, that was the deal breaker, really, when it comes down to it. But it was interesting seeing all those powers in one person. I don't know what it's going to do to her long term. <laughs> I mean, they just made up this procedure and just started doing it, right? So who knows what the long term ramifications are? Of course, you know, we have evidence of long term ramifications along the way, like the Hulk, and he's doing okay right now. Captain America did okay, you know, from his super soldier serum all the way. So I don't know. Maybe Guy is safe. I don't know. And I don't know about y'all's houses, but in my house, when somebody has all the same powers of one person like that, we're playing Marvel versus Capcom 3, and Kaylee tells me I'm not allowed to be the Super Scroll anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, when is Gaia going to start saying, We are Groot? When people don't understand her, when she's making a point. Did she pick up enough of the DNA for her vocal cords to start essentially fossilizing? I don't know. The piece of blood apparently in this universe is, in, is enough to replicate everything from a character. So, yeah. All right. Let's talk about that for a second either, too. I'm not a biology scientist. And can you mix up that much DNA and then be able to separate it out into enough characters to get everything separate no. later? No. And would it matter? Because... I, I mean, it looks like Michelle is about ready to explode oh. here. So I'm just going to get out of the way so I don't get that backlash. <laughs> I was not trying to scream DNA don't work that way because especially that quickly it takes. All right. Look, we are a sack of meat and water controlled by this fatty tissue with electronic impulses you know driving a mech suit and this mech suit is an expression of proteins our dna has the instructions for our proteins whether we're going to grow our hair whether we need just like everything you know like when we make mucus when we don't when we do this when we don't and 
the fact that it happens immediately, no, because you already have your own DNA. The DNA needs time to, and it's like, do they have a CRISPR factor in there? Like, do they have the proper way to divide the DNA and to, because in order to make recombinant DNA, you have to be able to splice the DNA properly and then be able to connect the new pieces properly in order to make that recombinant DNA. Recombinant DNA is DNA that is the combination of one or more organisms. It is possible. That's how we get insulin. We found the insulin gene in humans and we, we've been able to make it into the plasmid of bacteria. Plasmid is the special circular part of bacteria that is outside of the regular DNA bacteria and it replicates and it makes insulin and isn't that great. And it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that fast. There is just no way that even a scroll body could incorporate all of that DNA all at once. And the fact that the harvest is one little vial that was able, because also, you know, if certain sequences conflict with each other, if certain powers conflict with each other, then they're not going to incorporate. And to sum up again, DNA don't work that way. I'm a biology teacher. I know how to dispose of bodies. That too. I mean, all I know is that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> yeah, and if Lauren was here, she'd probably have a thing or two to say. All right, so since we're talking about the DNA, Chris, you put together a rather impressive list here. Yes, totally me and not the internet. They have DNA in here from Abomination, Black Panther, Captain America, Captain Marvel, some Chitari, Corvus Glaive, Drax, Ebony Maw, Gabora, Ghost, Hulk, Korg, Mantis, the Outriders, Proxima Midnight, Thanos, Thor, Valkyrie, and the Winter Soldier. You do not have that kind of mix in there without some stuff conflicting. Thor's an alien. Was Ghost at the Battle of Earth? I guess so, because the DNA's in there. Yeah. Now I gotta watch Battle of Earth again and see if Ghost is there. Or they might just have her DNA from other reasons as well, but the implication is that all the DNA came from the Battle of Earth. Which the abomination wasn't there either. So, yeah. I think the harvest came from, and I think Gravit got the DNA that he could get his hands on. But you're right, with that list with Ghost being there and the abomination, then I guess what they can do is go see those two blurry things in the back. That's where they were. Like they can just cover their butts that way. Yeah, it was a rather impressive gathering of beings for that battle. All right. There is one more thing that I want to talk about here, possibly two. And Chris, ironically, you're the one to bring it up. And it is the relationship between Fury and Vera. Who was Fury in love with? We don't know. He we goes don't. through the whole time saying that he loves her. And it's always, I love you. And, you know, she'll ask, and I love you. And then he calls her Priscilla. So 
was he in love with fake human Priscilla? Was he in love with Scroll Vera? Was he in love with both? I will bring up the point that in the previous episode or the one before, she asked him, would you have loved me if I had showed you my true self and been my true form at the time? And he's walking out of the room and he says, we'll never know. So she decided to present the Priscilla face to him at almost all times, even though he knew she was a scroll, probably thought she was just like her scroll personality, but in the Priscilla skin, but, and decided for some reason to not show him that. And he never pressed her to be like, you know, I love you as you are. It would be great to see you in your scroll skin, your, you know, your true skin every once in a while. And it, but if she would have not been comfortable with that, that would have been her decision. So it, it's always your decision what part of yourself you reveal to yourself and to your spouse and to your friends and to all of that. So we will never know. And was Fury saying that they would never know because he was trying not to hurt her feelings? Or was he saying it because he had turned on robot mode and there's, in reality, just not a way that they would ever know? So that's what he said. Yeah, it's a good question. We don't know if... So in the Marvel Universe, there are these robotic things, I guess. They're, you know, replacements for people, you know? Patton Oswald, yeah. yeah. We've seen them in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., actually, where you have this, you know, robot that replaces somebody, right? At any, one in t- at any point in time, that could have been Fury, too. Not just scroll, but, you know. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Marvel is so... And they could... They could replace a person at any point in time for any reason now. It's just really okay. Hmm. One last thing, Michelle, I don't remember you mentioning this before, so I'm just going to bring it up. You have a note here about this being a movie versus a TV series. There was just so much slog in it more slog than any of the other Disney plus shows that I think we've experienced. I feel it from the other two of you that there was Chris, you even mentioned, I believe you mentioned about how this was like the wheel of time slog. There's so much of it that could have been cut. There could have been a lot of more interesting characters that would have brought in a lot more dynamics and a lot more just interest. And this, considering that Marvel movies are two and a half hours long now, almost three. And some of these episodes were already just 30 minutes. So if you binge this, it's going to almost be amount to a regular Marvel movie. Now, why not just make it a really good, tight spy thriller movie? It seems like, and maybe I'm just spitballing here, but it seems like they're in the mindset, and I don't know who they are. It could be Kevin Feige, it could be Bob Iger or Chappick. I don't know who made this direction. But it seems to me that they're 
viewpoint changed from making really good content to making content. Let's get the content out versus let's make good content. And I think we're getting to the point where if we want something that's truly meaningful and that gets the world's attention for a while, that has to be really good content. And I don't think they're switching to it. They said they were going to slow down. They didn't say anything about increasing the quality of the content while they slowed down. I mean, they kind of peripherally mentioned it, but I mean, if you were really going to focus on the story, the quality, then you would have a month-long retreat with several people, and you would have them on retainer, NDAs, and everything, and you'd say, okay, where are we going to go from here? Because we do have to bring in the X-Men. We do have to continue and go forth without the original Avengers, just because the actors are timing out. So, I hope that they're able to correct, but right now they haven't shown me that they're able to correct. There's been a lot of critical discussion about the MCU. There's whole podcasts that have stopped because they don't believe in the Marvel machine anymore. So it's a thing. It's not just something that I'm saying. It's starting to weigh even on me. Like, I don't know if this is going to be good or not. So hope they turn the tide. Me too. Yep. Any last thoughts, Chris? Uh, my last thought really is more of a question for you two. This or Iron Fist? Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah, it's no question. That was really bad. At least there's Colleen. Oh, you mean to be better. Okay. All right. Colleen and Misty. Yeah. I think that's what you're asking. Which would I rather watch again? Yep. All Iron right. Fist. First season. I don't expect everything to be a hit, but this is so easily my least favorite thing so far. And I will give it the asterisks of it really does feel like a prologue. So let's see what it leads into. So much has been prologue though, then I know I know. so much, so much homework. We're done with the homework. Come on. Yeah. All right. Michelle, any last words? You already know what I thought, but from a cinematic point of view, I thought the last scene with Fury and Vera was very Casablanca, the ending of Casablanca and the ending of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Casablanca was a movie. It's it old. It's almost a hundred years old. Oh dear God. Wow. Um, that's how that's about how old it is. It's a great movie. At the end, the two lovers have to part. In this case, the two lovers have to part, but they have this really, they're hugging and they're kissing and they're having a conversation, which Vera and Fury are having. At the end of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Richard Dreyfus ends up, okay, depending on which ending. I like the ending where Richard Dreyfus has the aliens and they're walking into the light, into the ship which is what Vera and Fury end up doing. And together, they end up walking together into the light that is the spaceship. So that, I thought, wasn't... Those two things came to my mind when I was watching that ending scene. Interesting. I didn't pick up on that, but I should have. 
All right. So that concludes our discussion on Secret Invasion. Next time, we're going to be talking about X-Men Evolution, the animated series that was, I want to say 2000 to 2003, 52 total episodes. We're going to be talking about the first two, Strategy X and the X Impulse. That'll be next week. We will be discussing X-Men Evolution. I believe it is on Disney Plus, right? Yes. And I checked the order that I have it in the schedule is the order that it is on Disney Plus. Until they change it (laughs) while we're watching it. (laughs) I hope not. Disney Plus, please don't. All right. That's what we're planning on doing. In the meantime, Michelle, you have something for us to do. Yeah, we're going to pull a fury. We're going to dip and go on back up to space. Thank you very much for being with us during our coverage of Secret Invasion. We really appreciate you taking along with us and giving us some feedback like Mr. Paracletes did this week. Really appreciate that, buddy. And if you're looking where to find me, you can find me on the Gunna Geek Discord, which you can get there by typing in gunnageek.com slash discord. Please, if you enjoyed this series, or if you can tell where this series is going and what the point was, please let us know, whether it's through the Discord or any of our socials, comment on the YouTube video. That would be great because perhaps you have comic book knowledge that we do not, or perhaps you have read articles that we have not and just picked up Easter eggs that we have not. Please let us know. We are trying to find the silver lining. We dug deep. We just couldn't find it. Perhaps you have because, and if you've listened to us this far and this long, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Yes, every little bit of anything that people can give us as feedback. It's great. You know, it shows us that you're listening to the show and that you care enough to tell us what you think. And that is just such a wonderful thing and always warms our hearts. And I mean, you just, unless you're a fellow podcaster, you don't know how happy it makes us when people, you know, let us know that they're listening to the show. Cause, you know, seeing the download numbers is one thing. But having it affect somebody so much that they actually say words to us is just so much better. Well, until next week, then, I'm Director SB. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm Agent Chris. See everybody next time. Bye. Bye. It's X-Men. I still don't know if you two are scrolls or not. It's really bugging me. I lost the tooth, so... If they find it, I could become a scroll. Dun dun dun. This is either scroll or purple Gatorade. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, 
Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Chris has been taken over by all of the scrolls. Oh no! What are we going to do? I got it. Apparently. Yay. Yay, what? I'm here. Yay. How's the mouth? Uh, better. It's why I'm Agent Dribbles because I have to <laughs> still let everything just. Dribble out of my mouth. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2023.